Hey y'all, it's Jen, your host of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast and CEO of Success Beyond the Lens, a business management and marketing company for photographers. On this podcast, I'm gonna be giving you the actual tips and advice I use every day to run my clients' businesses. I'm also gonna be interviewing some awesome professional photographers, marketing experts, Facebook ad gurus, and so many more to ensure you are running a well-rounded business. So grab your coffee or your wine or maybe a glass of water and let's dive in. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining another episode of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I'm Jen, your host, and today's guest is Lisa Staff, and I am so excited for you guys to hear what she is going to be chatting about today and give you a chance to get to know her and all of the fun things. Today's topic is going to be creating an impactful business. And I can't wait to hear what she has to share. Thank you so much for coming on, Lisa. Oh, I'm so excited to be a part of this. I have been stalking your podcast and listening to them. You're my driving companion. So. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) That is so awesome. I appreciate that so much. So tell me a little bit about who you are, what you do, how you got started, all of the fun things. Okay. That's a loaded question. I know. I'm a photographer, but let's just kind of coat that up so it sounds a little bit more dramatic. I'm a visual intuitive, a content creator, and a media strategist who works with clients to help them capture a life well-lived and to tell their story. So basically, I'm a photographer, but we do all the things now, don't we? Once social media is involved in it. We expand and do things that help tell other people's stories. I've been doing this for over 20 years. So I've seen all sorts of things, all sorts of ways. I I moved here from Canada about 16 years ago to live in the South and enjoy the warmer weather and have been loving the changes and all the things that are happening in the continuing education that we get in this field. That is so good. And that you nailed it on the head as far as like a description of what a great photographer is and how it's so much more than just like snapping a picture on, on, Mm -hmm. you know, with the Mm -hmm. camera so much more. And a lot of us are, you know, solopreneurs. We are working by ourselves. Most of the time we end up being like employee of the month every single month because (laughs) we're doing it all, but you've really got to love it. You've got to know yourself and know what your strengths are and kind of own those strengths and enjoy every minute of it. Absolutely. I think that's one of my favorite aspects of being an entrepreneur is getting the opportunity to do something that you love. I think Mm -hmm. there's so, I mean, obviously there's like so many people that go to work every day in something that they dislike, you know, or hate just to, you know, bring home a paycheck. And as important as that Mm -hmm. is, I feel like we're so blessed to get to do something that we really love, but it is important to, if you're going to be an entrepreneur that you really do love what you do, because it's, I think it's a lot of the times, even if you love it, it's harder than, you know, a day-to-day job, I feel. Yeah. You never really turn it off, do you? You're you're continually either working on something or plotting and scheming something, (laughs) creating something or trying to learn something that, gee, it seems everyone else is doing this. Why don't I have this system in place? Absolutely. I know I was the last couple of nights I've 
been dreaming about like clients and tasks. And I wake up, I'm like, did I do that? Nope. Did she ask me to do that? Nope. It was a dream. Like I need to like knock myself out one of these nights. Yeah. (laughs) That is awesome. So you have been a photographer for over 20 years. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So how did, how did you get started as a photographer? Okay. So the real story sounds kind of narcissistic, but I was very young, which I'm not anymore. And I was modeling and I had been married, just got married very, very young. And my husband at the time was a photographer and he would call me when I was modeling or doing something and say, you know, I really need your help. I really need your help on this. I can't do this. So I started working on the other side of the camera and loved that. I was not a good model. Let's just put that out there. So I feel people's pain when they're in front of the camera and that, you know, you never feel like you're enough or you feel awkward or whatever. And I think because of that and and just having fun with it, I'm so much better taking pictures than I am in front of the camera. You know, as women, we carry a backpack of shame of things that we hate about ourselves and things that we see that nobody else does. So, you know, I'm very intuitive with that and just have fun with it and roll with it. So there's, there's a lot of components to that as far as, you know, starting a business with someone and I've been divorced now for a couple of years and started my business over because everything was in my ex-husband's name. And people would say to me, Hey, what do you do? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I do it all, but my name is not on the business. So that's probably a different podcast right there. But (laughs) when you're talking about being impactful, you need to make sure that people know what you're doing, who you are, and that you're, you're showing yourself as to who you really are. Like that's so important, not hiding behind a name or something else, putting all your eggs in your own basket and and going out there and, and selling your wares as well. And that's basically, you know, I've rebranded myself the last two years it has been a bit of a ride and it's been fantastic, really fantastic. And the things that have come into my my little universe here and the people that have stepped up, honestly, mostly women. They, I've, I've been connected to some great women, created relationships of and people that are are just fantastic and have given me opportunities that, you know, I couldn't be where I am without them. And I'm really grateful for that. I love that. I love that you said, put all your eggs in your own basket. I think that's so important. It's, it's incredible for us. And I actually just had a client and I talk about this this morning where stepping into like this self of owning who you are, what you do and branding that in a way that it's going to attract the right people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and I think as well, and I'm not trying to make this a men against women or anything, but I think as women, we we underestimate our powers sometimes, or we see mm-hmm. other women's powers, but we don't own what we have. And of course we, we you know, I, I was always in situations where I felt like I'm the only one, like everybody else is doing these great things. And, and sometimes you just have to step up and say, you know what, I'm doing great things too. I'm really good at this. Maybe I'm not doing all of those things, but I'm doing these things over here and I'm really great at it. I may not be the most tactical, the most technical, whatever photographer. I do love my light meter and I'm pretty nerdy about certain things and I may be goofy about other things, but I'm confident in 
a lot of areas of it. And I've, I've just begun to own that. Like I am a little bit design OCD. I see things when I say I'm a visual intuitive, you know, everybody sees these things in a certain way. I see things in a certain way and I've just owned that and run with it. And for the things where I'm, I'm short on shortcomings and that I need to find strength in, I found a great team that helps me. I'm not great at blogging. I know I need to blog. I know I need to do all these other things. I can creatively set out what I need to do, but I'm really not going to sit down there and write all that out and post it and do all that. So I've got a great team that helps me where I lack. And that's made all the difference too. Yes, absolutely. I'm a huge advocate for for outsourcing and building a team that Mm -hmm. is able to fill in where you lack. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. for me, like I, I, I really love systems. I really love business management and I enjoy marketing, but it's something that as the business grows, like that's the next step in, in outsourcing is like, okay, I like this, but it's not my best. So let me get somebody on the and team who can do, do it, it better all. than me. We can't yes. do it all. We think we can. For sure. and we've got so many plates in the air, but at some point you have to say, you know, I could do this, but I'm a lot slower and I'm not as efficient. And someone else is going to make me a much happier person. It'd be kind of like having someone come in and clean my house. You know, that's going to make me a happier person too. And at some point I probably need someone to do that. But right now I'm, you know, focusing on the business. And uh, there's so many really talented people out there that can propel your business along by doing what Mm -hmm. they excel at as well. Definitely. Definitely. Just so you know, I'm a huge advocate for outsourcing house cleaning too. That's the first ever outsourced. (laughs) The very first thing. (laughs) I haven't done it in a long, okay, here's my confession. I have four kids now. They're older now and I only have one at home. But when I had all four at home, it made me a much nicer person. Even if she just came in once every two weeks, I was just a better mom and friendlier. Yeah. So, you know, kudos to anyone that ends up being a nicer person by getting systems in place or hiring people to help you be on your team. Amen. I I told my cleaning my cleaning team a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, I just want you to know, I could not do what I do without you. <laughs> like, you are my saving grace at home. They're fantastic. When I, before I, I've downsized everything, simplified my life, which is again, another podcast because it's made all the difference in my life, but I had a larger home and, you know, here we go. I, I was single. I was trying to pay for all the things and it was on two acres. And honestly, my favorite men in my life were the guys that came every two weeks and cut my grass. I'm like, <laughs> I love you. You don't realize what a big deal that was. It was like, thank yeah. you for coming. Thank you for being loyal. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So let's talk about your business. I know today's topic is creating an impactful small business. So tell me how you do that with yours. Okay. I think there's a lot of components to that. And I'm I'm living in Hilton Head. I have two businesses. So right now we're talking about my photography business. I also have another business that has grown from that where I'm doing social media. I have a partner in that who I believe you're going to be speaking to and that we're doing other things. So talking about just my photography business, again, so I, I rebranded. I started out again in about two years ago. And I would say as far as being impactful, I'm in Hilton Head. It's a very small community. I think in this community, to say you're one degree of separation from pretty much everyone 
is pretty accurate. So your relationships mean the most. I think having the mindset, as far as being impactful, having the mindset that this isn't one quick sale, hey, I'm going to get a quick engagement shoot out of this or whatever. It's creating that relationship. It's not a hard sell. It's connecting with people, servicing them, giving them as much value that they can get and, and creating, usually it's, you're creating a friendship as well, but keeping that in mind as well. And I struggle with this is not being too nice because, (laughs) because I will find myself oftentimes not remembering it. This isn't a hobby. It's a business. And somebody will be asking me for something. I'm like, Oh yeah, sure. No problem. I'll just, yeah, I'll just forward you all of that. (laughs) So it's that mindset as well to be impactful, create that relationship, but also remember you're a business. These are the things, you know, people will be saying, you know, it's Christmas. It's really hard for me. It's like, well, I'm experiencing Christmas too. And I'm experiencing 2020 as well. So it's, it's kind of balancing that as well. I think when we talked about really loving what you do and being motivated into it, doing everything that you're talking about doing, like making those things a reality, executing. And that's my word of the year. Uh, Last year it was thrive. This year it's execute that whole start by starting and doing it. I think we all know people that talk about ideas and 20 years later, they're still talking about it Mm -hmm. or they're making excuses. And this is a terrible saying, but you know, excuses are like butts. You know, (laughs) everyone's got one and they all stink. So it's just making making a plan to do those things and executing them. And I think the execution is so much more important than the idea. We all want it to be perfect first, but figuring out, I think this year, this 2020, and I shouldn't timestamp this because it probably goes for everything, but it's been the year for adapting, pivoting and all of that. Mm-hmm. And those things, you know, people will have a really negative aspect on that, but those things have been really positive this year in my business to, to do the things that have been on the back burner and to enjoy that journey and, and figure out the things that you're learning along the way and maybe pushing your business into another realm that you didn't think was possible. And that's kind of what it's done for me this year. Things that I wouldn't have really made time for. I ended up making time for, and they've been really energizing and really educational. Probably talking too much. <laughs> you are fine. I love. Hi. I love when our guests like go on this. I, I like creating the space to for you to come through with whatever story you're wanting to tell. I think all stories are impactful. I think our audience really loves that. So you can go off anytime you want. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. And I totally agree. I think there, there was definitely a lot of adapting for everyone this year, whether it was having kids at home when you're not used to it, learning how to teach children at home. uh, And then, you know, having that whole family aspect of it truly, truly mixed in with the business made us all either realize that we needed to put boundaries in place or that's a good word. That's a good B word. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's probably my favorite B word. I use boundaries a lot. It's something that I really strive in working with our clients where like, okay, what are your goals for the business? How can we get you there while respecting your boundaries? Cause that's really where that comes from. Like, like what you were saying where someone's like, well, it's Christmas. I'm having a hard time. 
well, okay. Yeah. It's Christmas for me too. And it's been a tough year for everyone. It's a matter of saying, okay, these are my boundaries. This is where I'm not going to cross. And I'm going to respect myself enough not to cross them simply because somebody asks me to. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And I think when you're saying that too, it applies to any of our team members too, anyone that's, that's helping us out. We might be and saying that like, because I'm a single woman, I'm like working all the time. I have no problem right. sitting at home on a Friday night working on something, but I can't expect my team to, to respond to things. You know, they need their time to fill their buckets too. So, you know, respecting other people's boundaries and not expecting them to be working the same amount of hours or at the same time or, or have the same schedule that you have that, you know, like I need this right now. It's that, that those boundaries are so important. So important. I saw where um, I saw this on a Facebook post a few days ago, and it really caught me off guard because it's something that I've done to myself a lot the last few weeks. And it was the same that same conversation. She she asked asked you to ask yourself, do you expect your team members to be available twenty four seven to turn things around within like twenty four hours, or you know sometimes six or seven hours, you know, do you expect those types of expectations for your team members? And of course, everyone's like, well, of course not. Like my team members have set hours. My, you know, I don't expect them to be available to me all of the time, but she turned it around and she was like, so if you don't expect somebody else to be doing that, why do you make yourself, Mm, you know, work 14, 15 hour, an hour days, or expect yourself to turn around tasks in, you know, no time flat. Like you need to be able to cultivate a business where it's a healthy relationship and, mm-hmm. and you're not running yourself over with your, with your own business. I was like, dang, okay. I know. Ooh, that one stings. <laughs> it does. It did. I did for me. I was like, mm, as I, you know, worked literally up until like the midnight of Thanksgiving. I know, like, because I'm going to get caught up. Once <laughs> yes. I do this, I'll be totally caught up. How many times have we told ourselves that in like yeah. a week? <laughs> yeah. I just need to get this done and I'll be fine. But that's, you know, going back to what you said, that's why we have systems in place. Yes. And that's why we have team members that can help us with things. And there's a lot that we're doing with what I'm doing with my own personal business and we're doing with our other business and it's calendaring things like nothing needs to be done in real time in many of the situations when it comes to social media. So let's calendar it for the next month, two months, three months. Let's just do that and give ourselves that breathing room. And then we're we're so much better equipped. We're, we're creating better content. We're, we're not behind the ball all the time. We're creating things and putting things into our stories and into our, you know, onto all our social media platforms, not just Instagram. It's being funneled out everywhere. And we're just much more impactful in doing that too. Absolutely. Systems are, are so important. I, I preach systems all the time on here. Mm-hmm. And I think, having those systems in place allows you, like you said, to, to plan things out, to give you and your team breathing room so that when the content does go out, it's really awesome content. Mm -hmm. It's not something that was just thrown together willy nilly to make sure we get a post out today. Yeah. That's awesome. Hey y'all, I'm not sure if you've heard, but if you haven't, then you are in for a treat. 
I am launching my first course specifically for those interested in becoming a virtual assistant for photographers. That's right. I'm taking everything I've learned, all of the knowledge, the tips, the advice, everything I have learned over the last three years of running my business and turning it into a course on how to be the best virtual assistant option for a photographer. Now, you may think that, oh, that's no big deal. I'm sure I could figure it out. I'm telling you, the tips, tricks, advice, and everything that is going to be put into this course is going to save you so much time and so many mistakes that I made. Head over to the link in our show notes to give it a look-see, and I would love for you to be part of this very special beta launch. So how can someone ensure that they have an impactful business or that they are creating the impact they want on the world through their business? I think there's there's a bunch of things. I think when we talked a little bit about finding your strength, knowing your why and your niche, and I work in a small community and I think we're, you know, you don't want to turn business away and you want to, you know, take everything, but there's certain things that we do better or we enjoy more. So I think niching down, I think surrounding ourselves with with experts, and that goes for dream clients as well as a dream team. I think carefully choosing those people that are influential or that you really are inspired by what they're doing and being able to work with them. You know, surrounding yourselves with the five people that everyone always talks about. And I'm no I have no problem with being the dumbest person in the room. And I think I am most of the time, but I'm okay with that. And learning and educating yourself with other people and continually learning and asking questions. I think I think doing shout outs and sharing the love, you know, being part of your community. There's collabs that you can do. It's it's you know not putting you in a lesser value by by collaborating with someone else or you know putting your strengths together whether it's just in your own business or working together to to create something else you know teaming up with other people your your different thought processes always make it better and sharing that love whether it's again a collaboration or something in the community that you're just something that you feel strongly about and you're just sharing in the community and doing some charity work as well. I think all those things, you know, help you to make that impact. And you you never know, you know, just by being kind, by being professional, by sharing value, you may not be making that, you know, bang for your buck right at that moment, but you never know what's going to transpire, what the cascade of you doing that community work or collaborating or recommending someone else because hey I'm I'm booked that day but I I know this other person she's fab, fabulous at what she does what the cascade of that is and what it means to your business months down the line or even a year or so down the line so I think all of those things like just knowing your strengths and getting out there and start by starting and just doing that makes all the difference and I think sometimes you have to say no to things as well mm-hmm you know, we we fill our, our agenda with so many things. Our calendar is packed and then we're not allowing ourselves to do those other things that are going to take us the next step, whether it's doing something creative, whether it's figuring out systems in place, whether it's 
working on some sort of email funnel or something like that, saying no to some things sometimes gives you that breathing room that you need that, you know, that small job is not going to make a difference, but putting some of these systems in place is going to make that, that long lasting difference. Absolutely. I think those are such good points. Like I uh, started working with a magazine owner here. She like moved here from Texas and then was like, all right, I'm going to put together a magazine for this town because it's amazing. And I, I do, I love our town and the relationship that her and I have built over the last year has truly paid dividends. It's, it's incredible to me. And she just reached out to me on, on Instagram one day. She's like, Hey, let's go grab coffee. And I am not that person to be like reaching out to people. So first of all, I need to, I don't even know myself coffee to order. I know. It's like I stand in front of that menu and I'm like, uh Yeah. And it's for this coffee shop, it's an entire wall of like all these different coffees and brews. I'm just like, mm, just give me a black English tea. Thanks. <laughs> the most basic breakfast drink you can probably have, I think. Yeah. But it's, you know, building those relationships and getting out into your community. I mean, even if it's heading into your chamber of commerce once a month or, you know, once a quarter, yeah. just something like that can be super impactful in your business. You mentioning that, that was the catalyst for my business two years ago. Yeah. So I was in a situation where nobody knew what had happened, but, you know, I, someone walked out on me and right before that, I had this fabulous woman in our community that was starting a magazine. And she says, I don't know why but I feel like you need to be a part of this. And that has cascaded into some of the best relationships and some of the best mentorships that I've, that I've had. Whether it's a job where, you know, it may be a small job, just going up to shoot this person, but you meet this person, they're fantastic and they spread the word about you yeah. or something else comes up. So I've had so many things that have that integral meeting has cascaded into those things. And, and cascaded into the Chamber of Commerce and all of that. So, so many great people that you can call on that are doing fantastic things that are hidden away that you would never have known about. That's so good. I have an entire episode on building relationships in order to, to grow your business. And I think it's something that, in my opinion, in order to grow your business, you have to build relationships, mm -hmm. whether it's virtual, you're connecting with, you know, other photographers across the nation, or it's physical and you're reaching out to local vendors or, you know, boutique owners, whatever the case may be. And really, mm -hmm. and it's genuine. It needs to come from a place of genuinely wanting to make that connection and, and, have a business bestie. And, you know, if they're mm -hmm. a good fit for a mentorships, you know, those types of things, it's not like, oh, I'm sliding into this person's DMs to hopefully, you know, like you said, make a quick sale. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Networking is different now. It is. You know, I guess there's still people that, that do that. Hey, here's my card and call me sort of thing. Right. But, but it is much more relationship building, isn't it? It's all the difference. You know, we we talk about being, and this sounds horrible, but in our other business, we talk about being people collectors. And that's <laughs> what that's what we do. Like we you, you create these relationships with people. And whether it's it's someone that's gonna, you know, be helpful in your life or you're having a conversation with someone else and saying, Hey, I know someone that would be the perfect fit for you, or 
they've already set this up. You know, you two could collaborate on this. It would be fantastic together. And that's not taking any power or any light away from you. That's actually positioning yourself as, as being um, more valuable to people as well. Yeah, definitely. I love that perspective. It's, it's a matter of like a rising tide lifts all boats. Amen. <laughs> you know, like to, to, to steal honey books phrase, I'm, I'm not taking, I'm not going to take credit for something, but, but it is a phrase that, that I, I love, I resonate with. And I think it's yeah. so important as, yeah. especially as women to come alongside other female owned businesses and collaborate and lift each other up and say, Hey, I know exactly who would be the best fit for, you know, whatever they're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's impactful right there. Yeah, definitely. So why, I mean, I I really think like we've already answered this question. The next question that we were going to cover is why is it something that they should care about? But I think it's kind of already been wrapped up, but what do you think? Do you have other thoughts on it? I think, I think if you love what you're doing, you need to do certain things to give you that longevity. And you need to have those those keys in your arsenal to keep you going. Because honestly, like I've been in my own business for forever. But if I kept doing the same thing, if I didn't, you know, put some of those systems in place and really understand what I'm doing and pivoting and educating myself and all of that, I would get burnt out pretty fast. So if if we want to be able to give the best value that we can to our clients, we need to do some of these things. We need to fill our own buckets. And we need to really find our joy in all things. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are some things that you do to give you that balance that allow you to fill your bucket and, you know, go into work excited and joyful? I really, really love the people that I work with. I've been, and this isn't, I'm not just gushing, but for some reason I would I don't know how I'm connected with the people that I love working with. I've got some really great clients, people that, you know, when they, when we were kind of shut down and not going out and shooting or doing any of that stuff, I'm like, I'm an introvert. I'm totally fine with this. No problem. Mm -hmm. And then you realize that your energy comes off of people. You vibe off of people and it, and it creates that, that drive and that excitement so having a client has made a really big difference in my life, working with great people. I also am still introverted and I like, I like my little home that I have here. So whether it's like every morning I get up, I do yoga, I do some other workouts. I am terrible at yoga. I am <laughs> laughable, you know, and I have an accountability partner. My boyfriend is my accountability partner with yoga so that we do it all the way through. To be honest, we watched a lot of, you know, when, when COVID started and stuff, we watched a lot of things on YouTube and I was laughing my ass off at a lot of these yogis. I'm like, she's dancing. She's not doing yoga and she's not going to help me with my back and and flexibility and all of these things. So we found a good (laughs) yoga that we just stretch out so that we're more capable of doing things and our body's staying healthy. And it gives me a chance to walk away from things for a while and just chill. I love putzing around in my yard. I love design. I'm scheming and about renovating my bathroom and ripping out carpet in my bedroom and doing all the things. So, you know, this is terrible. We go from one screen to the next. 
after working on my computer and stuff, I may scroll through Pinterest and, and look yeah. at my dream bathroom, but that's my nerdy self. And I, and I travel, we've been traveling for clients. So last month we did three trips to Sedona, uh, Idaho and West Palm beach. So that breaks things. Oh, wow. up. So we're, we're rediscovering the States this year as opposed to <laughs> outside right. the country. Yeah. But that's good. You know, traveling and having something that carrot dangling of, of some sort of travel that we're looking forward to. Absolutely. But, yeah. I love a good day of weeding in my garden though. Not every day because I don't have that many weeds because I got a lot of pea gravel out there, but just getting outside and away from my computer sometimes is, is, is godsend. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I do not share your love of gardening. I am, I have a black thumb. I can't keep anything alive, but I, my well, you ha- life. You haven't seen my front yard. I'm not <laughs> talking about my front yard at all. My backyard. I, <laughs> <Eat> gravel. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That's That's our landscaping, like river rock and brick stones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I love like my getaway from the laptop and go outside when I can't ride, so if I have my, if my son's home with me, is like mucking our stalls. <laughs> and oh, I that's... love it. It is literally shoveling poop. And I absolutely love it. My husband thinks I'm insane. I get Most that. People though. Think I'm insane. <laughs> no, I get that. I really do. I really do. So I don't know. It's something about like the transformation from like a, disgusting stall to like, Ooh, now it's nice and fresh and it smells like pine trees. I know. I just love that. Well done. (laughs) Okay. So if you were going to give someone one tip today to have them begin creating a business that creates an impact in their community, what would it be? I'm all about the start by starting. Honestly, like, and two years ago when I was doing this on my own, I would go, this is a terrible confession. I would be driving to some jobs, almost like sobbing, like, I can't do this, you know, pity party for me, like, oh, so sorry for myself. And I would get there and not to pat myself on the back, but hey, I, I did it. I did a great job. This was, I'm so glad that I didn't avoid the situation, mm-hmm. that I just did it, had a great experience, learned from it and grew. And I think we just need to do that. It's never going to be perfect. We're right. going to work on things. We're going to make them better and we're going to learn and we're going to grow. But you just need to start by starting, get out there and just do it. I love that. I think I haven't heard that start by starting. I like that a lot. I'm going to have to, I'll have to steal that one. I stole it from someone. I don't know where, probably from a (laughs) podcast. Probably. Probably. All right. So to wrap up today's awesome conversation, I always like to do three wrap it up questions and the (laughs) stress (laughs) has started. (laughs) I always say they're quick fire and then they're never actually quick fire. So you don't ask me anything political. I don't know what's going on in this world. No, I no historical questions either. <laughs> nope, I stay far away from all all of that. I don't even watch the news. My husband's like, "Hey, did you know this happened?" I'm, no, no, I didn't. Sorry. No, I'll be in the stall. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Peace I'll out. be out here petting my horses. Um, okay, so the first is, what is your favorite business tool? Uh, right now, HoneyBook. 
Ooh. Is that okay to like, say that? Absolutely. I think our oh. last guest said Honeybook. You're right. Yeah. Honeybook is good. It's yeah, my I, second I need favorite. to be sponsored. No. <laughs> <laughs> Honeybook's a good one. I do love Honeybook. It is. It's simplified a lot of things and I've tried a lot of different platforms. So yeah, I love getting uh, someone's doing an inquiry and it just pops in automatically. I'm like, hmm, that's easy. And my canned email just went out to them. Done. Done. Right. Absolutely. Okay. The next is what is your favorite quote? Probably start by starting. (laughs) That's a fantastic one. Seriously. I think it's, it's, I've been looking at my letter board. It's been blank literally since I moved into this office, which was four months ago. And I think that's what (laughs) I think the letter board is going to say. Done is better than perfect. I don't know. That's, that's one I tell my clients all of the time, all of the time. I need a coffee mug with that. Yeah. Subtle. (laughs) (laughs) Christmas gifts for everyone. Ironically, most of my clients are getting coffee mugs for Christmas. (laughs) I love it. I'm a bit of a mug fanatic. Okay. And then people like that. It's my, it's my favorite. It drives my husband insane. We have over 30 mugs and I'm the only one that drinks coffee or hot tea. My husband was like, we don't need all of these. You don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I could think of worse things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. The last one, and it's been my favorite recently, is if you and I were to go grab a drink in Hilton Head, where would we go and what would we have? Okay. So this is, this is a a little um, behind the scenes of me too. I was Mormon for 30 years, so I didn't drink. Wow. I didn't drink, smoke, swear, do all the things. Now I'm not like girls gone wild or anything like that, but (laughs) I might have to ask your help for that because people are like, Hey, do you want wine? I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Oh, I'm supposed to tell you what, like what what, one I want, white rosé and then like Cabernet or I, I don't even know. So we may just go to a coffee bar and then you could order me one of the bougie coffees that (laughs) I'm on the struggle bus with that too. I just, Hey, I can set you up. I can set you up with some really fantastic coffee, but (sighs) I, I did not grow up Mormon, but I did grow up Southern Baptist and it was the same thing. Like I did (gasps) not like, we weren't allowed to drink. If you said, dang, my dad was getting mad at me. And it was, it was the same thing. I don't believe it was nearly as, as strict, but I grew up very sheltered and I'm the same way. I'm like, I'll take a tequila shot. And that's, that's, I I would be gone. (laughs) I would be gone. But honestly, then um, I, you know, I'm grateful for so many things. I enjoy so many things and I'm, you know, easy to please in that way. Like it, it is like baby's day out all the time. Like, Oh, okay. This is cool. This is new. I love it. Right. Yeah, I do. It's awesome. I'm a cheap date. I'm a very cheap date. Same. Yeah. I, mm, yeah. I'm like, no, I don't really need a drink. I'm good. I'll take water or sweet tea. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate your conversation so much. And I can't wait to hear what our audience has to say because you had some really awesome nuggets. Fabulous. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It was great. Now, where can we all find you and hang out with you? 
Well, I'm going to give you my Instagram account because that's where we all live. And it's just Lisa Staff Photo. And that's got some of me because, you know, we're narcissistic with our Instagram and we got to, we got to sell ourselves some of my clients and some of the fun things that we're doing. Sweet. Awesome. I am heading over right now to give you a follow and a shout out for coming on. And I look forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you so much. Enjoy your day. You too. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. If you love what you heard today, could you do me a favor? Could you grab a screenshot of the episode and then send it over to your Instagram stories and tag me at Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I love hearing from our audience to see what you guys are loving. And if you really love me, if you could go over to iTunes and subscribe and leave us a review, I would appreciate it so much. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week.